0: Well, hello, listeners. We're coming to you live today on uh, Tuesday night. This is Jim the Keys Bartender coming from Key Largo. Got my coffee. I'm wide awake today. I have to be. We're in the middle of hurricane season. And uh, right now we have just, I guess, 150 miles to the west of us where I am. And. 50 miles north, we have Elsa having missed the Keys. They kind of brushed up nice and hard against Key West with some flooding. We, we didn't get even much of a rain, but we did get something. You know, we were all ready to throw up our storm shutters and, you know, seeing people out doing some, I guess, abbreviated panic buying. Right? Right? Abbreviated because if we were getting full on, then we'd lose all the liquor; would be gone, um, all the burgers, all the hot dogs, because burgers and hot dogs are easy to cook with grills. Anything you could grill, lunch meat, uh, bread, that would all be gone. Now the frozen food, there'd be tons of frozen food because no nobody wants to start storing frozen foods. They want canned food. You know that's the way to go with it. so. We, uh, it's a business down here, uh, the, the Weather Channel. The Weather Channel is big up in the northeast in the winter. And in the Midwest, I guess, in the spring and summer. And the, oh, I guess all the time in the Midwest, considering tornadoes and shit like that. But down here, during hurricane season, they watch it for a while. They watch it all the way the storms develop from coming off Africa, coming up into the, uh, you know, across the Caribbean, to the Caribbean, and, went, and then they'd have all the tracks. They tried giving us maps, you know, selling us maps so we can track them. Why the fuck would we need to track a hurricane? No, I'm talking about why would we need to track a hurricane? Because everyone else is tracking it. Every channel has a map. A map. Why would we have to do it? Well, we're doing it with you. What do you mean doing it with you? You're like like the little fucking kid with it. You know, years ago, they used to have a little setup for a steering wheel and stuff like that. You put on a baby seat and the baby can pretend to be driving and honking a horn and stuff like that. Yeah, you're tracking the hurricane. So you watch the guy in the channel tell you where it's going to go and then you change it where it's going to go. I mean, the only time really they know exactly where it's going to go is when it's there and it's hitting you. So we had this hurricane come towards us. It strengthened a little and stuff like that. It went from a storm storm back to a hurricane. I guess it's still going. And I, 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 I'm sorry for you people north of us on the on the west coast of Florida. I mean, I guess Naples now, and then we got Sarasota and St. Uh, Tampa, St. Pete, going up there. So I hope you guys fare well. We made it. Uh, I mean, I I'm not even sure how the rest of the keys are made out. I know they were a little flooding Key West, but you know, anything less than a category three or two, um, you know, they're not gonna make a big deal about it unless it's a direct hit. You know, category one direct hit, yeah, they're 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 make a decent deal of it, but it's probably not gonna do much for stopping you know, stopping us here. And probably the west coast so take care so the funny funny thing if you can find anything funny about it you know people die in all sorts of weather they dry in sunny days they dry in, they die in um, thunderstorms rain showers and all this stuff due to rain because they weren't prepared for it so i'm sorry for anybody who, who lost a lot now when it comes back to the hurricane let's talk about the hurricane We get to hurricane, we had a hurricane, but we have thunderstorms and all this stuff. And my dog hates that, like many dogs. So today's my day off. I go and do my gym thing early. My dog is hiding under the coffee table all day. I feel guilty leaving my dog. Cause my day off, my girls are in Poland and stuff like that. It's my, my job to stay with my dog. So we're out of the hurricane. We're gonna get some rain. That's gonna be, we didn't even get that much rain. So we're in the clear. Well, what happens after like an hour? We're certain. We're definitely in the clear, and or two hours afterwards, we get alerts. We get alerts for tornadoes, and they say, "Oh, you could you get tornado warning to eleven o'clock," right? So today was kind of like we knew. It's like. If you were a girl and your boyfriend says, hey, I might have syphilis. ooh, you know, you better, you know, I'll tell you about the results. So we're getting more information about it. And then all of a sudden he calls up and says, no, I definitely don't have syphilis. You're not going to get syphilis from me. But I might have gonorrhea. Oh, really? Yeah, I might have gonorrhea. You might, you you might have gonorrhea. <clears throat> we're not sure yet. So you're telling them we're okay with one and then you're going to have to worry about the other. Well, the thing about it down here, they get you, you're not worrying about it anymore. We're, we're done that. We're, you know, we're done with the worrying about the storms. The, um, we're kind of used to it. You're not used to the terror of it happening when you got 130, 140, 150 mile per hour wind. And if you're in a shaky stru- structure, you're, you could be dead. But you kind of know what to expect knowing what to expect and being terrified Ter- part of terror is not knowing what to expect we know what to expect from a hurricane wind rain water storm storm surge falling trees cracking trees all this stuff going on for a while you know once the first time you hear a severe thunderstorm it's terrifying but after you hear it about five or six times... I mean, we've had thunderstorms down, down here, amazing ones, uh, where it's a constant. You never hear the end of the crack before the next bolt hits. So it's a constant. We're, it's hard to tell the separation of where they're beginning and when they're ending. It's like one continuous strike. But it's happening all around you. And, and then eventually... But we've had I've had it where it went on for like an hour and a half. It was crazy. It just went on and on and on and on. i never never heard of it before. It was amazing to me. And then people would go, say hey, that it was pretty intense. They said it was pretty intense. Well, that was the first time I was 57, 56 years old, the first time I heard a constant thunderstorm. But after that, once you hear it, You know what to expect now it could still kill you so if a healthy fear for it. what are you going to do about it if it strikes your your house it strikes a tree or something like that it's going to get you right so that's that's the fear part right you don't have to do it you don't have to do that fear part you just do that yeah terror terror for me is the unknown once you know it what to expect it's like getting a shot or getting blood taken or getting punched. If you've been punched enough, you know what to expect. But if you never were punched, you'd be terrified of being punched. Right? I can't imagine that. Oh my God. So some, some people are hit a lot more than other people. Right? Some people are hit less. I don't know why the fuck I got on that point. I'm sorry about that. It sounded a little violent. But once you once you know to expect something, it's like... I'll make one last metaphor with that. Banging your toe. You ever break your toe? I broke my toe where you had to... You know, you hear it crack and then you have to bend it back in. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's at 8.30, 20, 25 after 8. But, you know, when you, when you break those things, you just... If you can tape it up, you tape it up. If you can't tape it up, don't tape it up. But you break your toe, it gets all black and all that stuff. you got to snap it back in. You don't really go to the doctor. If you break your foot, you got to go to the doctor. But toes, I've never done it. But I felt the crack and I felt them snap in. And once you do it, the first time you do it, it's so hard to put it back into place. It's so hard. you got to do it. It's like giving yourself stitches. So hard to give yourself. I mean, I've only done it once. Not a lot of people have done it. I've only done one or two. I think it was two stitches at the time I did it. I had to be certain because it looked kind of messy when I did it, but I may have tied one twice. It's on my hand. Uh, I, don't, I don't know exactly where it was going there, but when I'm saying once you get used to something, the terror part should be, should be permanent. It's always, for me, it's always the unknown. So to get back to work thing, we did our work thing yesterday. I didn't talk to you guys since I think I did the show in the morning. And so now we're following it. Yesterday was the observation, July 5th of July 4th. They're observing the holiday for July 4th. It's funny. It's a funny way to do July 4th. You're going to say, well, we we're were like recognize we recognizing the holiday as July 5th, but it's called July 4th. It's called the 4th of July. Yeah, but we're going to recognize it as the 5th. You can't do that. you got to make it the 4th. No, we're going to recognize it as the 5th. Okay, okay. So years from now, people are going to say, well, well, this is when we observe the holiday. But it's called July 4th, the 4th of July. I think they're going to have to start calling it Independence Day from now on. And also, I had... Uh, If you think about it, July 4th, I mentioned it in uh, holidays, July 4th really wasn't uh, the beginning of independence. It was a declaration of independence. You declared yourself independent, just like a child that emancipates itself from its parents. Until it's adjudicated, the child's really not emancipated from its parents. And don't be so surprised that black people wouldn't celebrate 1776 because it was still over, what was it, 89 years, 88 years, 89 years of, of slavery continued. So there was no independence for them. Why would African Americans observe July 4th considering that None of the freedoms that were created by July 4th were open to them at the time for another 89 years. And even then, a lot of states really didn't do it until the Civil Rights era in the 1960s. So how can you be surprised? How can you be mad at people for not wanting to observe that? Would you be expecting... I mean, and it was a nasty thing, too. Slavery was a nasty thing. We don't, I mean, we don't ask Japan to have a holiday. I mean, we could have had them. We, after World War II, we could have said when they signed, I think the Japanese signed sometime in August. Or it could have been September. They surrendered, but the formal negotiations may have been in September where MacArthur conducted the um, Emperor Hirohito, and they signed a new constitution, surrendering in the new constitution. Now, America had complete control over Japan as they defeated them. And we could have easily said, listen, from this day on, you're going to celebrate this holiday while we're here. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. We knew they were, even though they, they were the aggressors in the beginning of it, Right, we didn't force them to celebrate that holiday. Why would you force? Why would you expect African Americans to celebrate a holiday that kind of institutionalized, institutionalized slavery? It kind of did, if you think about it. When they did the uh, three-fifths compromise, so they can dictate what the representation would be in Congress. That was specifically made due to uh, slavery. The three-fifths because a lot of southern colonies had very large populations of slaves in order to get more power and representation. they, If they, they could either declare each slave a person and then they couldn't be slaves or say, well, we'll make it three-fifths. So out of 500, we can count 300. I mean, it was a cruel and unusual math that occurred. But yeah, don't expect people to celebrate things that aren't that celebratory for them. It's like celebrating the death of a parent. You wouldn't celebrate that. So, Juneteenth. The Juneteenth should be more of their holidays. Just like July 4th is for the Irish and and, uh, and Cinco de Mayo for Mexicans. It's one of those things, you know. People, they celebrate the holidays they have that bring them the most joy and have historically brought them the most joy. Speaking of joy, so we worked. And... I had a customer ask for a cop yesterday, ask for a capriana. I think it's called a capriana. It's Portuguese or Brazilian. It's Brazilian, but I guess they use Brazilian speak Portuguese. So, capriana is a Portuguese word. And it's similar to a mojito, except I don't think it has mint. I'm pretty sure it doesn't have mint. I remember making them. It's just lime and sugar cane rum. Most rum is sugarcane, but it's a special, it's a special rum. And they make it. And that person wanted it. And they said to me, do you have it? And I said, no, we don't have that sugarcane rum. I can make it with another one. And they said, you know, you have to have one of the specific ones. And they said, you're, and they wouldn't drop it. They wouldn't drop it. It was the most important thing. And they were very—they seemed to be very well off. But they were very focused on that. One person was focused on that one drink. And I said to him, I said, you know, they may have them, they may have them up in Miami and things like that on a regular basis. There's other places probably have it. If you call around, you could find it. But really, you're going to let that ruin your day? So let's go and consider what they're trying to say. This one thing would make you happy at Capriana. a drink. So, in order to be disappointed, to arrive at this point and be disappointed in your life, you'll have to have been born and survived and be well enough, and have a status that you have the wherewithal to be able to travel to the keys on vacation, which has probably is less than one tenth of the population of the world. Easy, easy that probably even less. But let's like make it, let's make it nice, make it eight hundred million. One out of 800 million. Pretty, not 10%, pretty good odds maybe. You get may have a chance, but you, one out of 10 because the rest of them can't afford it. The rest of them couldn't afford it. They couldn't afford the kind of status that appears if you had the kind of clothes you were wearing the kind of car you had. So you, And you were born in those circumstances and you were lucky. So let's say you're one out of 50 in the world. One out of 50 more. So you're fortunate to be there. Just being in existence, the not being in existence, that's more an existential existential question, right? Whether you're being or not being. You wouldn't know if you're not being, but you're aware and you choose to do that. So we're there. You got a good one in 50 chance. You have the wherewithal to live, in the style that you live in, able to come to the Keys and ask for a Capriano. Now, get. let's just talk about not your existence, but human's existence. Right now, we're beginning to discover all these planets that could be in the right kind of conditions in their solar systems to support life. Any kind of life. Microbial life. We're not talking about higher life, we're just talking about microbial life. So if you think about that and the millions of star systems, and probably the likelihood that intelligence would arise, just the possibility that you exist and have the intelligence to be able to appreciate that could be a one in a thousand. One in a million. One in a trillion. I jumped from trillion. It should have been billion, trillion. The likelihood there. So that's just there. But just the likelihood of the particular, our particular galaxy existing. We're, we're not in a uh, particularly crowded section of the universe. And where we are in the Milky Way galaxy is not the most, we are certainly not in the most populated area. We're more in the, the boondocks. So, and there's different parts of the universe where there's more crowding of these galaxies. So we were born in, uh, being. we exist in a place that there's less opportunities for this to occur. This chance. And you're... You do all this stuff and the possibility that all the factors for life arriving, the, the force, you know, there's like two strong forces, two weak forces. There's gravity. There's atomic. There's subatomic. And there's one other one. It could be molecular strong. No, there's weak molecular and strong molecular, whatever. The balance in our universe of forces allow for complex elements to exist. And the combination of those complex elements allowed for the possibility of star systems to develop. And inside the stars, all these atoms were created. We ourselves are products of that material that comes out of stars, that come out of the Big Bang. And we, you can, and you have your own belief system, but by accident, by accident, it developed into life. A combination of amino acids that be, grew more complex that developed in the DNA, microbial microbial form, then higher, higher life forms, and once again, once again, once again. I wouldn't even call this the penultimate because we don't know. That's a possibility. It can go on much further. We could be at the still infant stage of development. For beings, let's say. So, the possibility of anything like this occurring is a dramatic long shot, very unlikely. And the combination that occurs that allows this person to arrive at my bar and decide that their day is ruined because they could not get a Capriana is capricious at best. Because that they had the possibility just to make the request. I'm not saying of me. Just to be able to generate a request like that is a long shot. Should have never happened. And it's a wonderful thing that it has happened, and all these things have developed. Even these horrible things. Once I think about all those things, I really don't like. Like I don't make a. I don't like a lot of this "Make America Great" stuff. I don't like the QAnon stuff. I don't like uh, very aggressive bullshit that happens. These uh, radical incels and white supremacist or separatist of any type, any ilk, separatist of any ilk that eschew hatred. I'm not a big fan of it, but it's still amazing that it developed because we can always concentrate on the beautiful things that developed. Flowers, birds, the fish of the ocean, animals on the land, human beings, beautiful human beings. Not so beautiful human beings. The most unlikely person that you would see would call a miracle. The basic, basis, and when I say basis person, I mean B-A-S-E-S. The basic The most basic human being is a miracle. And you choose to be angry over one thing. Today when I went to the gym, there were several people occupying multiple pieces of equipment. I, on one hand, this is my thing. It's a small thing. I work that piece of equipment until I'm done. I don't take long pauses in between because I'm getting old, and I figure the less pause I take, the more energy I'm developing. Okay? And that's just my workout routine. So I do that. So today I'm looking around, these young guys are doing this, and I felt kind of bad. They were smaller young guys, much smaller, because I intimidated them. I didn't mean to intimidate them, but I needed to do my workout. I was going to spend two hours there looking at my phone, which these young guys do, pick their playlist and then start working out again and pause for like 30 seconds and do it again. I just go and do the thing. So this guy's moving around between two pieces of equipment. I just go up to the guy. He keeps on asking me if I'm using this piece of equipment. I said, I only use one piece of equipment at a time. I said it to him twice. Twice. So I was waiting for this cable machine. I just want to get to it, and I said, "Listen, you're using both sides for different exercises. Can I use the other side?" And I figure he just can swap the piece of equipment that attaches, so he can do the other exercise. No need to get into it. So I go in and say, "Oh, you can work in with me." I said, "I don't. I'm looking at thing. I don't work in. I just work out. I don't want. I don't take a break. Work out. Take a break." I just work, I either work one side and work another side or whatever, and and constantly working out. I know, it's just, it's just my thing. And I realized the young fellow was a little put off, but it didn't stop me. That was a miracle. I really feel bad about it. I think the next time I'm going to go there, I'm going to go up to the guy and, and apologize and say, listen, this is what I do. I work out on one piece of equipment, then I move on to the next. I don't work in with anybody because I don't spend, I don't get married to a piece of equipment. And if you don't understand that terminology, it just means you go and sit on a bench for like 30, 40 minutes and you may work out for four minutes. What I do is I work out for five minutes on that piece of equipment and then move on to the next. And no one has to wait. I mean, if you have to wait, it's Five minutes. Yeah, we, I may wait ten seconds to take a drink of water and then switch to the next exercise, but that's what I do. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to build myself up. I'm not doing a humble brag. Humble brag. That's what you. You know. You know what a humble brag is. But it's kind of like when you say, "Well, I don't eat that much." You're like bragging. I say, "Well, I can." I'm a go getter. I don't eat that much. Well, you know what? I do eat that much. You know, fortunately I I realize I have a very good imagination. I understand I am aging rapidly. You can feel it. Happen in my eyes, it happens in my back. So what I do is I do a lot of sit ups, strengthen my core, I lift weights, strengthen my shoulders, my arms. Cause you know, older guys, you lose that. I take a little testosterone supplement. Not like, I'm not trying to be a fucking animal or anything like that. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to return to the basics of like a, a man in his 40s. Okay, early 40s. Just to maintain some of the muscle, being able to work. Boy, I'll tell you something though. It is quite an exciting proposition to be, in your, I, I believe to be in your later 50s and try to work two thirteen hours back to back. Now part of it is boredom to me. When I'm moving around at a good patch but not too rough, I can almost forget about it. But you know what? I start feeling it. When I was a younger person, I almost said man, but when I was a younger person, I worked that hundred hundred hours a week. I'm not kidding. I was one. I got then when I was in catering. I we clocked in. We had ninety nine clocked in hours. Ninety nine. The the people I worked with cried when I started. I was doing as a motivation. I said, no one's worked at this place that long. I know other places do it. I don't pride myself on working that hard. I don't. But I did it. And that's a beauty too. That's one of the things of existence, to be able to do that. I mean, several hundred years ago, if you think of the progress of our species, average life expectancy was probably 40 years old or younger. And that a person my age was considered advanced. You know, things go wrong, but, you know, when the the injuries and wounds build up when you get older. Each thing that happened before you kind of has a tendency to show up again. If you have a, a banged up knee, that'll show up a little earlier. You're lucky if it doesn't show up early because eventually they do give out. The hips, the knees, the ankles, depending on what you use the most. Shoulders. So what I try to do is mitigate what extreme prejudice, the deterioration of age. Okay. So we got to the point where your whole day is going to be ruined because you don't get the one thing and you don't appreciate what's in front of you today. And today, if I was going to think about my day, I got up. I didn't feel like going to the gym. What I did is I talked to my family, try to you know get my dog out to use the restroom and all that stuff, and then go and do my. Um, I, I try to do my dog stuff and try to do my workout. Try to do the bank, supermarket. Automotive store appreciating what's around me. Yeah, it's a little cloudy, a little drizzly. Hurricane missed me. Missed our area. Missed my my fan. It's still gonna hit someone. That sucks. And it did hit someone, and that does suck. That's a horrible. That's the um the capricious nature of of nature, of weather. Think about how capricious existence is, your life, your encounters, the possibilities that occur in your life that are affected. A solar flare that started 93 million miles away could affect satellite reception or signal propagation from satellites. That's something that happens 93 million miles away. A neighboring star system, though, let's say Alpha Centauri, if that went supernova, we would feel the effects on Earth. And that's over multiple light years away. That means it takes multiple years for light to make the travel between our place and that. And light travels very fast. 182,000 miles per second. So, travel travels millions of miles in a minute. Uh, you know, 100 million miles in, an hour. I mean, it's just amazing. Or more than that. Whatever crazy amount of time that is. But yeah, it was a little under an hour. Go over like 110 million miles. In an hour. So there's billions of miles in a day. So things happen the way we exist in this. And hanging in this entire universe. Existing. The things that occur on this planet. Things that occur in your life. Are not happenstance. They're they're, they're interesting. They're interesting that they're in order. They're interesting because of time. I know it's kind of an... A weird thing. That's why I named the show. I did it ahead of time. I called it "Abstract." I wanted it to be my conversation with you about the possibilities of life. What occurs, the good and the bad, the interesting things that happen. The way you look at it. Remember, philosophers have said it the playwright William Shakespeare said, Nothing is good or bad in the world that thinking make it so. Okay. So to break that down, it's our perception of something that occurs. And you may have heard that before. It's a perception about what occurred that matters. And to make the association, there's a movie called Life is Beautiful. It's about an Italian, a Jewish Italian man who marries the love of his life and has a young son at the beginning of World War II and they're put into a concentration camp. And what the father does is shield his son from the horrors that occurs in that concentration camp. It's an extreme example about making it. Now, I'm not suggesting to turn your ha- you know, turn your back on suffering. I'm suggesting not to dwell in the events of your life that you have no control over and that you can move through it. That you can move through. Right? Because people get stuck. Depression is a real thing. It really occurs. It's the real part of the feeling so working your way out of that is thinking how does these things happen to me and do they happen to other people do other people experience it how do they experience it that you have if you take the existential question whether you should have existed and experienced pain or not have existed and not have experienced anything? That's a, that's a question. And the kind of ideas that you have without having the experiences that aren't as good, you wouldn't really appreciate the good ones. And who is the judge about what is a good experience? And that it takes a lot of mental gymnastics. I could concentrate on my years as a hard-drinking alcoholic. And I can just shit-can those years and those experiences and the hurt I caused. Or I can say it put me on the path of where I am right now to be able to appreciate the things that are occurring around me, which are good. And good things have occurred around me before also. And I've done good things, even though I may have not been at my best. Not everything was bad. Because we are the worst. The people that really contemplated what they do and suffer under depression and suffer under memories of bad experiences... It's really important that we find a way to move on and incorporate that and and seek help to do that and move on to a more later experience. Okay, that's all I have to say is at the end of the day here. It's almost 9 o'clock. I like doing a late show. I loaded up all my coffee so I could talk to you about that. It's important to me. It's important to me that I enunciate this for myself. I hope it's important to you. And you take it to heart. Then all good things for you. Not because you listen to me, because you are who you are you're going to come to the right decision. You know what's best. You know in your gut what is the right thing for you and how you should live life. And all the stuff that some people may say haven't been bad is not necessarily that bad. And there's a lot of good things in there. So I'm going to let it go with that. Uh, I want to thank my listeners across this wonderful country of ours and different wonderful countries also like Canada, Taiwan, Russia, India countries that for some reason don't listen. Ireland, United Kingdom, a little Germany, the European Union. Okay? Thank you Poland. I appreciate Poland. I said Russia that didn't. some of the Baltic states Okay. I mentioned Canada, Mexico, and the places that aren't listening. I wish uh, I wish them the the best. And if you are in Key Largo, if you do like the show, share it with your friends. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm going to post on Keys Bartender Facebook another video where I take a ride down to my gym in the morning and then I take you a little tour of the shopping center there. That's more of a taste a taste run. It's a taste. It is a taste run. It's a test run, taste run. Meaning I give you a little tour and then we're gonna take another tour. And then maybe tomorrow I'll set up the camera. I'll do a little better. I'll get better at it. Like I have at podcasting. Hopefully. Shame on you for not not uh, disagreeing with me. Say, oh, you're muy- very good, Jim. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. But thank you for listening. This is Jim the Keys Bartender. Have any questions, send your questions to Jim the Keys Bar- uh, Jim at com or contact me at those, um, you know, on the... On Facebook, the Messenger, or Instagram, or Twitter, or on my email that's attached to the website, www.keysbartender.com. Thank you very much. Stay safe out there. Okay? Bye.